There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, are you ready? Do you feel in the mindset? No, because... In I, the vibe space? I don't really feel... I, I'm not sure I'll get into the mind space in the next half hour, Joel, uh, as a result of, you know, general world events and no sleep. But, you know, we'll, 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 make, we'll make it work. Okay, let's make it work in three, two, one... Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are very simple. We can discuss as many of your movie ideas as we like, usually then an idea of ours each, but only one of those ideas can be taken to the next stage. And it's a special prize this week, John, because the winner will actually be given the opportunity to travel back in time to the late 90s and choose a new favourite children's author. What an honour that'll be. Um, I'm Joel, a man who puts the boo in facebook you bastard stop not censoring things i don't really know stop start censoring things <laughs> and across from me is john harris a man who had his first caffeinated drink yesterday in like six months and hasn't slept a second since john you look wired i can't how are you feeling I've, i'm actually shattered because i didn't sleep last night because i had one coffee i went i was well, did, it, did you get the shakes no I, to, to be fair right so this is quite boring, so I will try and be quick. I went Good, to, good, I, no, come on. I walked past a cafe and I so desperately wanted a coffee that I said I said out loud to my girlfriend, if they don't have decaf, I'm going to get a coffee just because I wanted one so bad. Uh, Wowie. And yeah, I must have tempted fate by saying that and then they didn't have a and yeah, I could feel my heart pounding a little bit more later that evening and I honestly didn't sleep a week. But then also that could also be something because I was like super anxious about something that happened on Twitter that we can talk about after the episode is finished. I think we'll save that for later. What a what a weekend it's been for John <laughs> Harris. You've had like, uh, this is normally, I would say this is normally like six months worth of events that, in your life that have happened in the last 24 hours. I've aged. I've aged so many years. Awful. <laughs> hey, let's talk about film ideas. How about this one from Jim? I know what you did last summer. A group of friends chat over Zoom about when they were allowed to go outside last year. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, yeah, I thought it, was, it is quite sad, but maybe I think maybe there's like a dark twist. You know, like there's those films. Obviously, you and I have never seen them because we're too afraid of horror films. And we've been afraid of horror films on podcasts before it was cool to do a podcast about being afraid of horror films. Yeah. You know, like there's ones they always sometimes 
they go they obviously there's a meeting somewhere where they go let's make some modern technology scary yeah let's do one about a killer app or um skype being evil you know <laughs> yeah i watched i watched that one about the app that counts down to your death do you remember that no it sounds like an it's episode like last Mirror. year or something yeah it's like last yeah but it like way more knockabout and stupid it's like it came out last year basically you download an app and it says you're going to die in a week and then you do and there's something like the grim reaper comes to get you at that point so this could be another one of those like how's maybe someone takes over zoom maybe zoom's being run by somebody evil yeah i, I well, i'm intrigued by the the this this app film so because that like yeah the problem is john it's a real film yeah well, no, 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 go no. On. no no my question is surely that like kind of the idea of fate and destiny and all that stuff get so tangled up with the idea then for all of those murder all of those deaths to have happened as predicted by the app the app has to exist because the way that they acted would have been as a result of the app telling them they they were going to die in a week right yeah actually to be fair what the film does um really cleverly with those issues is not address them at all (laughs) (laughs) Ah. it's really it's really good what they've done actually because like you say there's lots going on there and if you sort of think about it for a second it all falls apart but really cleverly when making the film they didn't think about it for a second (laughs) nobody on that crew was allowed to question the app it also comes from quite a strong lineage of films that essentially carl pilkington pitched back when he did a radio show on xfm he like said a whole thing about a watch that counts down to when you die and there's that black mirror episode where which is like a whole carl pilkington film pitch yeah it's all very strange yeah, particularly in the world of science particularly in the world of horror and science fiction there is like you are you are millimeters away from a brilliant and stupid idea at, a, at any one yeah. moment yeah um so yeah i get that i think the zoom thing yeah and it could be fun because like you could someone could start sharing their screen and look at photos from the summer before and then they start seeing <sighs> and figures something in the background in or something that they didn't oh, see shit, that's great so i'm into that so there's definitely some fun to be had and yeah we could do it so it's all displayed as a Zoom, like, uh, you know, literally what we're doing right now. But we could also just make it a, a normal budget film. Although then that would be even weirder because then there would just be cameras watching people on their laptops. It's probably better on the Hey, screen. what about this, though? One of the friends joins the chat and they've got, like, some sort of horrific scene behind them. And everyone's like, ha-ha, great virtual background. <gasps> and then the per- the person's like, well, what do you mean? I don't, I don't even... What's a virtual background? And they look around and there's something, you know, some scariness going That's on. That's good. I like that a lot. Pretty contemporary stuff. And what's good is also that it, it would only take us probably 18 months, 24 months to get this film sort of anywhere near made. <laughs> um, at which point everyone will still very much remember the trials and tribulations of Zoom calls. Oh, man. Pop culture and film depicting what is happening right now in the next years is going to be so peculiar, I think. Yeah. And impossible to like distill into any sort of sense right you'd have to just pick elements yeah i reckon yeah the whole thing's a the world is a mess you know there's like i've seen hundreds of people tweet at this so this is not a an original john fort but the idea that yeah uh the writers working on 2020 are uh, uh, you know taking the piss a bit they've yeah. they really jumped the shark <laughs> with this year yeah well on the subject of keeping things contemporary what about this one from lem freaky friday but for anyone who tweets all lives matter when they wake up the next day, they find themselves not only black, but transported 400 years into the past. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's about time that hashtags had some sort of real world consequences. I'm well into that. That's really good. Oh, so they all do. That's such a good idea. Oh, it's not just the yeah. tale of one person. Uh, but then, uh, oh, then you're speaking of like 
unpicking things then you're like you rewrite history right i wonder do they go back in time with all their own thoughts they must do yeah otherwise it's not really a punishment yeah and then they would be aware then, of... but then the re- then the present day would it change wow this isn't really dream factory material <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah there's an, the, a part of the issue is yeah you're right they would get there and then they'd be like the history books would be like 400 years ago these random people started talking about hashtags <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the other issue I have with this film is I'd like to have an empathetic protagonist and I'm not sure we can do that. Or maybe someone accidentally tweets it. Mm. Yeah, well. So they go, they, go back, they go back with a load of really awful, awful people, but somebody just had like a autocorrect or something happen to them. Or they were like... You or know, they were doing like a sarcastic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh-huh, or just they, saying, they go, if you're tweeting yeah. this, this is why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that's hashtags don't understand these things so they would just take everyone back that's the problem with the hashtag it is the great equalizer they call it um what about this one from matthew jurassic pork i i feel like have we had a jurassic pork before it feels like something we should have done jurassic pork i don't think we have we had parasic park a long time ago for cats mm. but we haven't had big pigs or if we want to keep it topical again joe big big police people <laughs> Hey, so it's 10 years in the future and the police have been totally defunded. No, it's more than 10 years. It's 50 years in the future. So there's a new generation of people that have never really been exposed to the police because they've been entirely defunded. Uh, And so somebody sets up a theme park, a police themed theme park so that we can all remember (laughs) this ancient world where police roamed the street (laughs) and they get out of control. (laughs) When they go back onto the it's like, streets. It's like, it's like a riot shield, you know, frozen in amber. And they, they recreate police. And they're, they're kind of, they're quite, in the park, initially the police are quite well sort of kettled into one area. <laughs> but eventually they, um, they break free and start behaving awfully. Wow. Um... I can't believe how political we are this week. <laughs> about time. Hey, how about this not political one from Ben? The Molar Express... <laughs> I don't know, a dentist on a train. <laughs> I, I honestly can't, I can't work out how... Make we... that topical. Make <laughs> that topical. Like, the trains aren't even fucking running. Yeah, you could only... You, let alone with a dentist on them. You were only just allowed to start going to dentists again recently. Yeah, I don't know how we go from the last eight minutes to talking about t- a dentist <laughs> on a train. Maybe the train is like Snowpiercer, so it's all an allegory for uh, for class. And there we're back to relatively oh bloody hell john what sort of <laughs> what's your agenda <laughs> is tom hanks the dentist and is it that weird cgi that makes him look uncanny is tom hanks the dentist he's the tooth he's the talking tooth <laughs> that gets taken out <laughs> it's a pixar film tom hanks couldn't be a dentist i don't think you need a bit of <laughs> pardon the pun but you need a bit of bite too if you're going to be a dentist like you have to you have to be prepared to tell people off don't you yeah and also just like part of being a dentist obviously for the greater good is to inflict pain on people and i'm not sure yeah i here's something i've always wondered i saw it on reddit the other day and everyone will everyone will have this thought you're going to see the dentist right you book your appointment you think to yourself how much flossing and cleaning do i need to do to make it look like i've always done this (laughs) right that's fair i think everyone does that you know and apparently, just flossing twice a day for two weeks will convince most dentists that you're a regular flosser. <laughs> you said that like you were the end of a Colgate advert. 
Yeah, three out of four dentists can't tell the difference between a fortnight of flossing and a lifetime. <laughs> uh, no, it's just good to know, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, flossing is so much effort. I've been tempted to buy one of those water flossers where... Yeah, oh, John, I think about those all the time. Are they good? I don't know. Maybe before next week's episode, we'll both buy them. But then on. at what point are you just like, is your bathroom just becoming like a hygienist <laughs> room? How many bits of kit are there going to be on charge at any one time in my bathroom? Yeah, I'm going to ha- I'm going to have like, and I'm also going to have the tiny little plastic cup of that weird dry mouthwash with a little spit bar. Oh, no, that that is delicious, though, to be fair. <laughs> Wait, you never, you never, ever, ever see the bottle that comes from. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Never, ever, ever. There is no one listening to this podcast that has ever, ever seen the bottle that mouthwash comes out of. Have they? No, it's true. No. What is it? Think about, every, think about, think about the times you've been to the dentist in your lifetime. It's always in the cup ready. They will not let you into the room. They <laughs> will not let you into the room before wherever that liquid comes from has come from there and gone into the cup and wherever the liquid is stored, <laughs> shut away. You, will ne- you can't ask for a top-up because you never need more than there is. <laughs> It's already too much, and you already feel like the pressure to have all of it. And and also, it's I really hate that bit. That's the for me. That's the worst bit of the dentist when they just sit you back up, and everyone just sits there while they wait for you to just slosh it around your mouth and just do a really half-assed spit. And the sink's always so small, and at such an unusual angle, isn't it? Because you only ever spit into a sink front on. Like you're in front of the sink, you spit. But at the dentist, it's kind of like the sink's normally sort of at your left arm. It's really unnatural way to spit you have to sort of swivel on an axis to spit there and the sink's so small I, I hate the whole bit the whole spitting bit it's also like whatever mouthwash it is it's like you know how like cranberry makes your mouth drier it's like more than that it's like i don't what is happening to my mouth when i have that stuff yeah i'm suggesting that it's not mouthwash and that's some, something else going on there i think so. i'm i'm getting quite alex jones on Infowars about what they're putting in that you, mouthwash you're talking about the angle of spit do you think those like uh, stereotypical Southern Americans who like spit at tins could do it really well from the other side of the room. Yeah, they probably they could. What they do is they'd put it in the mouth and rinse it out, and they'd start walking out, and the dentist would go, "Wait, you haven't?" And they go straight <laughs> the other side. It would fly over the dentist's head and into the. And, and it, even though it's ceramic, it would make that spittoon metal ding. <laughs> Very good. And the dentist would just applaud them and, and wave the charge. They'd say, "No way." No way. What about this one from Morgan? Finally, the thirteenth. Spoiler: They want to die. <laughs> Good. I like it. I feel like uh, you know we could make this one topical as well because there's definitely like that nihilistic arm of social media at the minute where they're just like, finally, some good news when something even more awful happens. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So the idea of these people just like yeah, they've they've. They've put a big heart on their calendar around Friday the 13th. They're like <laughs> waiting for Jason Voorhees to arrive. Maybe they put like some... What would what would attract Jason Voorhees? Drops of blood up the stairs like like Good rose question. petals? I don't know, but I feel like this is kind of the remit of the goths, right? They're well into, they're well into this sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe. They're, goths probably look forward to Friday the 13th. They'll probably meet somewhere. Have you got any goths near you? No, is there? We've got a little bit of wood near us where you see some goths from time to time. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously good. not recently. No, no, no. Um, but in in better times, there's goths, yeah. That's good. It's nice. You know, there's few like... Hey, I, I've got a lot of love for the goths. Oh, yeah. The goths and metalers are kind of the two like musical scenes that I think you still see people dress and like live that life 
in a way that yeah. I don't think you see that for other people. Like when I was a teenager, if you're an indie kid, you'd probably have a tweed jacket. If you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, if you're into other genres, you had like, there was a, there was a uniform. Whereas now, yeah. everyone dresses the same. What? Oh God, I sound like an old man. Shut up. <laughs> what about this one from Bark D? Limited, a pill that makes you 100% dumber. Plot twist is it's being disseminated via Facebook. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, I've not seen Unlimited, have you? Yeah, it's fun. It's like mad fun about a guy who takes his pill that makes... You know, the the like the pseudoscience thing that it's like, you're actually only using 10% of your brain. Imagine if you used 100. Yeah. Um, just... That's, that film must have been so easy to pitch. Yeah. They would have gone... You know that thing about how you don't use all of your brain? Bradley Cooper's going to use all of his brain. <laughs> Robert De Niro shows up as well. Does he? Yeah, Bobby D. How much of his brain is he using? 63%. They've got badges that Pretty say good. how much of the brain is being used. Yeah, that's what I'd like. That's what I'd like. <laughs> Although I don't I wouldn't like it unless mine was very high. <laughs> I sometimes worry that mine would be like 3% or something. What if it's a little brain? What if you've got a little brain and you're using all of it or you've got an enormous brain and you're using like none of it? Is that a thing? No, I I think the size of your brain doesn't have much to do with your intelligence. Although, actually, riddle me this. I was thinking this. I think this quite a lot. When you see a massive dog and a tiny dog, are you going to tell me that they have the oh, same intelligence? I think this all. I think this about animals quite a lot as well. But I don't. But how do you measure a dog's intelligence? <laughs> well, yeah. And I, for the for the record, I'm actually scared that I, by saying that, obviously, is look. For the record, hello, my name's John. I'm an idiot. I'm not trying to get into some sort of weird animal eugenics here. I just, I'm just asking whether, like, a chihuahua. Aren't you, John? Whether a chihuahua. Because or... I, I still get, I still read your blog. <laughs> I just wonder whether a chihuahua and a Saint Bernard have the same level of intelligence. The brain must be like the difference between like an acorn and a melon, right? I don't think that any dog's got a melon-sized oh, right, brain. Grape, a small grapefruit. Yeah, maybe, See? maybe a little grapefruit. That is a good question. Sometimes I'm glad I, I asked you. If the, brain, if the brains are the same size, just in bigger casing. But what are they, what are they John? Yeah. What do they need to think about? What do they need to think about? <laughs> what, like, how much intelligence does a dog need? Yeah, yeah. And like when people are like, "Oh, this dog's so intelligent. Look at it run around some shit." But then you don't. I guess you don't see like Chihuahua police dogs, right? <laughs> and is that because does a police dog have to be threatening? Or does it just have to be able to sniff drugs and bombs? I don't know. You're right. Imagine, yeah. If 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 we put out the word that chihuahuas are actually the best at sniffing for do- for drugs, do yeah. the police aren't suddenly going to start having chihuahuas at airports, are they? No, but I feel like no, but I feel like airport security would be up for that. Maybe. Everyone, yeah, a little chihuahua in a, in a bag, just having a sniff, and you could you could quite easily conceal. Well, it's probably cruel, but you could conceal it somewhere. <laughs> So that it was just sniffing for drugs all the time. And people were thinking, there's no dogs here. And a little chihuahua jumps out at you. That's ravaging your ankles. <laughs> and it, would, it could go through the holdall pretty quickly as well. Oh, yeah. You just drop it in the holdall yeah. until it emerged with a bag of drugs in its mouth. <laughs> oh, poor chihuahuas. Good stuff, that. It's anti-chihuahua propaganda, that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, what about this one from Mark? Vera Drake, starring the rapper Drake. (laughs) I thought it was good, but I've looked up Vera Drake and it's a pretty harrowing drama. I don't really think Drake can bring much to the role. <laughs> I just don't think he can. It's it's about it's not it's the nineteen fifties. Vera Drake's a, a woman doing illegal abortions. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean the featuring the rapper Drake. <laughs> Man, I hope every it's been a weird episode. I hope everyone's okay. It's been one of the weirder episodes, <laughs> isn't it? But I think it's just a reflection of how weird the world is. That's true. Um, Hey, John, should we move on to our own ideas? Yes, please. Here's mine from me. The Constant Gardener. (laughs) Alan Titchmarsh can't pick weeds quick enough. He's in a garden and he'll never, ever finish gardening it. I... It could be uh, I I like the I like the way you've gone, but Alan Titchmarsh... It could be like a speed crossover and he can't stop gardening or he'll blow up. (laughs) <laughs> there's a bomb attached to it he has to, has to just keep finding gardens to garden <laughs> yeah. he's sprinting from garden to garden and I think weirdly it's also quite topical because people are doing a lot of gardening right now very true I wish I so there's constant gardeners out everywhere I wish I had some sort of garden to garden oh I wish I had any outdoor space mate it's uh you got a, you got a little balcony mm. a little balcony but I mean there's minimal gardening can be done there it's made entirely out of wood well yeah. Okay, so Titchmarsh has to garden forever. Fine. Or else he'll he'll explode. Perfect. Even when he's going to the toilet or eating, he's got like a little bonsai tree <laughs> trimming. <laughs> What's your idea, John? My idea from me is Donald Trump bunker investigator. Now, I don't know if you've seen the news this week, but he w- he went down uh, into his bunker because he was... He was just having a look. <laughs> he was just having a little look at the bunker. I can't believe it's taken him nearly four years. <laughs> He said he's been there down there two and a half times. <laughs> I don't know what the half trip was. <laughs> Did he just pop his head down? You but be- look, riddle me this. You become US president. How quickly are you asking to see the secret bunker? Oh. I think yeah, I would be like for, for, maybe not the secret bunker, but yeah, first day I'd definitely be like, Aliens, talk to me. Oh yeah, first day I'd be like, What are all the secrets? First day, as soon as I've been sworn in, I mean who do you ask? That's what I want to know. 
tell me what are all the secrets tell me every secret take me to the bunker that's lunch do some presidential stuff after that probably put a statue of me over here yeah oh it's easy i it could be like donald trump gets a penchant for investigating bunkers of people who believe that they're haunted yeah i but... would rather be visited by ghosts than... <laughs> it's not i don't really see how what the how you win in this situation good point so he keeps oh no go- my bunker's haunted i better get donald trump now <laughs> Yeah, it's every time he visits, they're like, "Oh, it's act- very you know much what? fighting you know fire with yeah. fire." <laughs> Do you know what we're yeah. fine with the ghost? Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Look, after his time as president, I wouldn't put it past him. He's got to get a new reality show out there. Why not investigate some bunkers? Yeah, and maybe get locked in one forever. <laughs> yeah, good point. Hey, that's been the weirdest episode of the Dream Factory ever. I've been Joel. You've been John. There's two constants in our life. Thanks very much for listening, John. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for ha- letting me speak. Thank you for listening. No worries. Good that I talked to have you as you said that. Uh, <laughs> if you like the show, give it a subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. Send us film ideas, please. God, did you hear some of the rubbish we had today? <laughs> Christ. We'll, we'll literally say anything. The Molar Express. We've got three minutes out of the Molar Express. <laughs> That's probably the best bit of the show. So don't think your idea is... If you're thinking about sending an idea and you think this is rubbish, it's not. Or <laughs> well, it might be, but we'll use it. <laughs> anyway... More from us after this. Well done, John. Uh, How was your weekend? Good stuff. Good, thank you. I went to the protest yesterday. Guess who also went to the protest yesterday? Who? John Harris. Shout out, John Harris. Solidarity. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah, the Guardian writer um, John Harris went there. No, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, took a little. I walked. Did you walk? I walked the whole way. Walked. Yeah, walked. That's funny because we probably walked. We walked sort of via Old Street, so probably went too far from you. Ah. but yeah, it, it, and like we, I left before any of the weird horse stuff happened. But yeah, so did we. We we were there. We got there sort of just before one, and we're probably there till about four ish. It um. The atmosphere was so good, and it's a shame that... I found it really, really moving quite a lot of the time. And, yeah, I thought it was. It felt really powerful. It felt really important. I My fears about distancing and stuff sort of eased, which is probably not good. But I, we, we, we wore masks and kept our distance and, you know, tried to do all the right things. But, it yeah, it felt very powerful, and I was super super moved a lot of the time yeah it was really like the atmosphere was absolutely amazing you watching or consuming anything good anything to report we're re-watching flight of the concourse <laughs> oh it's nice it's great sometimes it's nice to it's, yeah it's so good it's like a blanket um, a comfortable and, blanket and space force has got better mm. and now it's just fine Ooh. <laughs> Mm. wow very exciting mate six episodes in it's fine i think i think i just like being in the company of steve carell and john malkovich and you know yeah that's there's something about just seeing those people on screen in things you haven't seen them in before which is probably really rubbish isn't it but hey ho um queer eyes back how about you yeah i've never really watched queer eye and i feel like i definitely should you should watch it it's but it, yeah. It's not perfect, but uh, so like I, you know, but it's much better than I am as a person. And uh, after the march, just it's it's a real like every episode has a real cry moment. And I'm not really a big cry person, but 
you know, yesterday was a big emotional day. And uh, yeah, the first episode of the most recent series is very moving. And okay. they are a light in this world. They are. Hey, John, what about the tweet you did? Oh, fuck, yeah. Everyone's, de- everyone's desperate to hear about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so uh, last night I... Wait, so it was, it was odd because about a month ago my friend told me a thing and I was talking to you about it yesterday morning about yeah. the fact that in 1976 Rock Against Racism was established uh, partly in response to a, a genuinely like abhorrent speech yeah. that Eric Clapton made on stage. Like really, really awful. And so then it was just odd last night after everything that was happening, there was an uh, Eric Clapton documentary on BBC Two prime time. And I just thought, well, I I should probably put out this fact that I only recently found out because I, I didn't know about it till till about a month ago. Mm. And uh, yeah, it just, it just kind of picked up. Like I didn't, I didn't see anyone specifically noteworthy retweet it, but it just seemed to like get loads and loads of traction. Like it's not, it's not like gone viral, but it's got like, you know, well over a thousand likes and a bunch of comments and retweets and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just made me incredibly anxious. And there wasn't even that much like <laughs> that. I did you know, there was a, there was quite, there was a few people being like, oh, but, but, you know, forgive and forget or like, oh, it was a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Or what about another person who said something bad? Yeah. Which is the classic. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was all like, so nothing like particularly trolling. No one was like coming for me or like, you know saying anything yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah but it still made me incredibly anxious like so i you know i i've always had respect for people who use twitter for 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 good and have to deal with that shit but like it did give me like an extra level of newfound respect considering i had me as a white man on twitter had some people disagree with me and i nearly lost all of my night's yeah. sleep over it so yeah the idea of those people are genuinely heroes in my eyes also this I have to like caveat this massively because I'm actually fairly certain it isn't the case. But there was a long period of time where me and uh, Dan, the person who told me that piece of information a month ago, were convinced that one of the commenters was a burner account for Eric Clapton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because he spent this guy spent the whole evening just responding. No. And you're wrong about anyone claiming any sort of racism against Eric Clapton. I think. It, I mean, it could be Clapton. That would be interesting. But people sometimes feel real ownership and they don't like... If you really, really love something or someone, the idea that it couldn't... You know, that it's flawless. It's quite difficult, isn't it, to face up to your idols being flawed, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the, the only good thing is that I don't think anyone under 50 gives a fuck about Eric Clapton anyway. And so Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I think, like, you know, I I did know that about Eric Clapton, but I just think here it doesn't really enter my thoughts or you know i i don't really listen to eric clapton music or i don't i don't consider him like a big part of my musical life so fuck him mate i don't care (laughs) and also like the hasn't the excuse been used that he was like on you know he was like an alcoholic and on drugs at the time and stuff yeah like well who wasn't in the 70s making music yeah you know i've you know and you're i'm not a big drug boy but I've been very drunk and when I've been very drunk, maybe I've made a poor taste joke or said something stupid, but I haven't gone on stage where I can, where I'm good, where I'm still sober enough to play guitar and perform a whole gig and do an mm-hmm. actually like hateful speech. Like, there's yeah. A, there's a and actually, there's actually like, been oh, very few charities silly. formed. There's been very few charities formed in response to your drunk jokes. <laughs> They're mostly poor puns, so the charities... Yeah, no more poor puns. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, 
Uh, but you're right. I have done going to the march, having that weird tweet happen, drinking my first coffee. Six. I've lived. I've lived an entire life in one day, and now I'm going to probably hide yeah. away for another month. Go and have a lie down, mate. I'm exhausted. Do it. Do it. All right. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.